When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Listen Now is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House, at the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March, and then back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March till the 19th of April. And you can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST via mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. There'll be a link in the show description. Use the discount code PODCAST and let's have a bloody good time together. Now, on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the back catalogues of some of the most important and rockinest bands of all time, starting with Australian pub rock legends Cold Chisel. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. G'day, g'day. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, Matt. It's so good to have you here once again. It is also good to have you here also. We're talking about their 2012 album, No Plans. Yes, we are. The they I'm talking about is Cold Chisel. <laughs> if that wasn't clear already. If that wasn't clear. I already the title of their that. everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is actually their first album since the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago, The Last Wave of Summer. So it's, yes. I think, 14 years. It is. And uh, this is also Steve Prestwich's last album as drummer yes. and member of the band and Charlie Drayton's first. Yes. Um. Sad. Well, it's very uh, a sad reason Steve Presswich passed away exactly nine years ago today at the time of recording, which we only just realised. Uh, this is from Cold Chisel's website. Cold Chisel's drummer Steve Presswich passed away on the afternoon of 16th of January 2011. He was diagnosed with a brain tumour less than two weeks earlier, underwent an operation last Friday and never regained consciousness. Jimmy Barnes, Ian Moss, Phil Small and Don Walker are shattered by the loss. All our thoughts are with Steve's loved ones at this difficult time. I think we'll we'll talk more about Steve later, but I, I think at first we'll just we'll talk about the album as we normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did you have something there on the replacement drummer Charlie Drayton? Yeah, so Charlie Drayton uh, is an American musician who I suppose came into the Australian seen as the drummer for the Divinals. Another iconic Australian, Australian rock band. Uh, for overseas listeners or listeners who maybe aren't familiar with who they are, um, the song When I Think About You, I Touch Myself is probably their biggest single. Uh, also had some other great tracks uh, like Pleasure and Pain, Boys in Town, Science Fiction. Oh, the boys in, in town. town. Um, Chrissy Amphlett was the absolute banging babe singer uh, and she actually also has passed away. She passed away in 2013 of, uh, I think it was breast cancer and multiple sclerosis. So Chrissy, Chrissy through the Australian, they were big in the 80s and 90s, so they had a bit to do with Cold Chisel throughout the time. Should I play a bit of one of their tracks? Yeah. Which yeah. one would you want to hear? Um, oh, Boys in Town. That's probably my favourite. All right. Here we go. 
So good. Was Charlie the drummer all along? I think so. I'll check. I'll fact check. Really, really good. Geez, I just sort of all of a sudden, we, they're a band that we should definitely consider getting into at one point. Yes, that would be great. Yes. Five, only five studio albums. Yeah. So Charlie, I'm just looked that up there. He played. They went through a lot of drummers, like uh, a lot of rock bands tend to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually there for second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth drummer. Holy shit! But he's also their longest-serving drummer oh. um, in two different. Um, spurts. Excellent. Um, I also uh, and, he, knew... and he drummed on their uh, self-titled album in 1991 and their final album, Underworld, 1996. Oh, there you go. Yes. Um, I just want to point out that um, they did a cover of Ain't Gonna Eat Out My Heart Anymore for the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer film in 1992. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, there was a whole... Um, workout montage that had that in the background. The first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, that's the Divinals. That's great. I love Yeah, It's real fun seeing an Aussie band in an... So good, especially like from the like Cruel Sea period. Yeah. in uh, Empire Records. Really? Yeah, that's sick. Honeymoon is over. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe um, even at the start of the film, like it was... Or uh, when Spider-Bait were at the start of 10 Things I Had oh, About You. Oh, that, that, is, that is like peak proud Australian <laughs> yeah. moment. It, it tends to happen. It's funny how much it does happen, but yeah, it's... Um, it is always a fun moment where you, you're like, whoa, yeah. spider bait on a blockbuster film. That's yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did have Heath Ledger in it, Australiana. That's true. Maybe Double he, proud. he might have passed it along. Oh, that would be cool. I'm just looking up um, Divinals. They had it. They, that self-titled album that was the first he drummed on mm. actually uh, got into the top 15 in America and went gold. The Holy album shit, went gold really? in America. So they, That's awesome. They had more uh, success over there than, than, than the Chiz. Bummer. I mean, good for them, though. Yeah, it's great. Absolute banger. That's cool. I love it. I love to see it. Just like to see the Australians succeeding. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? We're trying to work off that whole uh, tall poppy syndrome that seems to pop up so often. Yeah, here. we're working on a, on a short poppy syndrome. Yeah. Hey, you should we, be. We're here to boost high. each other. <laughs> Photosynthesize. Anyway, geez, we've gone off track Sorry, early. Yeah, that's, that's turned a real sharp corner. So, Charlie Drayton, how, how did this come about? So uh, not long after Steve passed away, um, there's a quote from Charlie, and Charlie said that Chrissy had had a bit of a premonition. Uh, she turned to him one night and said, if Chisel is going to play again, they're going to come looking for you. Right. Um, and uh, Charlie was like, nah, no chance, absolute no chance. Three days later, Don emailed Chrissy reaching out. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. And pretty much, I think um, Jimmy talks about it in his uh, yeah, autobiography, he, in which the I one. don't have with me here, so I can't quote but it. But I, I recall it. Uh, I listen to it as a yeah. modern man, and yeah. he, um, I, I re- recall him saying that uh, Chrissy suggested Charlie get in contact with them. So I think ah. maybe there's a slight, some misremembering in there somewhere. But basically, they both had a similar idea at a similar time. Yeah, and they also, I think. The I way Chrissy, Jimmy explained it, he was like, Chrissy was sick at the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was almost like she was saying, um, 
It was pretty yeah, selfless because right. basically going, you should go and do this with them. Yeah, they she, need you. she pushed him to Basically join. help him to start moving on yeah. almost. Yeah, and you're amazing. right. That's how Jimmy talks about it in the book and because she passed away only, you know, 18 months or 12, uh, 24 months later. Right. Um, and it was, yeah, Jimmy kind of talked about it as if, she knew that she wasn't going to be around for much longer, so wanted him to have like the, the like yeah, it was like pieces of a puzzle kind of joined together, right? Where they could kind of all mourn together for the their losses, their yep. combined losses, but have each other as the support network to get through it all. Amazing through music. Um, I touched myself. The first song you mentioned uh, was number one in Australia, but number four in America on the wow. show. So, do you want to play a clip of it? We may as well. That was the that was our only big hit there. That pleasure and pain also made it into the charts at seventy six, but. I touched myself as so was in, in America they'd be in seen a, uh, as like a one hit wonder yeah, almost, which is that funny. That was featured in an Austin Powers movie, right? In the first one uh, over here, they are like a a thirty hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, they every had a single ever re- release charted. <laughs> yep, uh, including multiple top twenty hits. So you want to hear a bit of I touch myself here? We yeah, go. just for those who might need a refresher. Oh, so good. Hit those notes. <laughs> it's a great air drumming song. Oh, it is. Especially that intro. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's uh, so good. Yeah. I, I. If you've never heard of them, look up. Just look at the top five on Spotify if you like so inclined. Yeah. And it's great. You they were often it. featured on Countdown. So yeah, so Charlie so Charlie came came in uh, to replace Steve mid recording the album, which yeah. was a real tough call for the band because they recorded half, a, I think. Yeah, fair bit they did a fair chunk of the, the album with Steve. Yeah. And they planned to finish the album with him. And then we just watched uh, the press conference at the time and Don um, explained how they, they – it was a hard decision for them whether or not they went on with it, but they decided mm. that they would finish what they planned. Early last year, uh, straight after the V8s, we, uh, we had a bit of a recording session out at, um, out at Jim's place and recorded a lot of stuff and there were some songs of Steve's and those songs will be on the new album, and of course those and other songs have Steve drumming on them. All those plans had the floor dropped out from underneath them on January the 16th, when Steve passed away. And at that point, we couldn't even think about the future. And it wasn't until well after then that that we started to uh, talk about whether we would ever play together, because uh, there's no question that with the loss of Steve, the circle of what we've always been has, has de- is definitely broken. So after some discussion, we decided to complete the plans that we had made with Steve, even the plans that we had uh, to play live. I think Don was the first one to suggest Charlie, and, and 
we all sort of looked at each other and went, oh, of course, you know, it's perfect. You know, Charlie's a, a great drummer, great friend of ours, who's uh, incredibly, you know, uh, talented, you know, has great integrity, fan of the band and a friend of ours. And really, once we started playing together, it felt so good for us to play together. We really didn't give a fuck about what anybody else thought anyway. Should I read a review? I love a review. So... Adrian Zup has gone. He's gone MIA. AWOL. MIA. He still never. He still never replied to my LinkedIn message, which I'm annoyed about. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. Mr. Zup. Come on, Zup. If anyone knows what's up with Zup, can uh, they let us know? <laughs> but this uh, filling in Zup's huge shoes mm. is Ray Purvis from mm. the was, West Australian. I was going to try and make a joke about it, but I decided it's too dangerous. Perv. Purvis. Uh, Go on, give it a go. No, no you've, wanted, you've, done, wanted, you've done it. You've already... You know. Land in the danger zone. No. All right, so he, <laughs> here's his review of No Plans. Uh, 14 years on from Chisel's final, in inverted commas, studio album, Last Wave of Summer, expectations for reunion album No Plans have been running hot, fueled by last year's record-breaking Light the Nitro Tour and sneak peeks at two tracks, All For You and HQ454. Monroe. HQ 454 Monroe. Yeah, well, I thought, of, I'm like, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear me be confused? <laughs> yeah, that's why I stepped in. Thank you so much. I'm here to support you. I'm here to support you, Matt. Thank I'm you. not here to cut you be down. Be here for me. <laughs> uh, both included on the recent Best of Cold Chisel, which is the one that uh, had you into them. Yes. Uh, I should also say, this took me a while. To, I've been listening to this album a lot over the last two or three weeks. And... Um, because we've been on break. We mm. recorded a, the last couple of albums together about three weeks ago. Yeah. But the uh, the HQ 454 Munro is where they got the – I was wondering, I'm like, why do they call that to a light the nitro? But it's because there's a lyric in that song. It's the chorus is um, – When I light the nitro on my, my HQ 454 Munro. Uh, so that's cool. So that was obviously a, a, always a key song for them. Uh, the review goes on to say, resplendent in cover uh, that echoes Jeffrey Smart's 1962 painting, Cahill Expressway. So the cover's a little homage. The finished album homage. is finally here at long last. Yes. Bursting straight out of the blocks as though they never went away, the full throttle title track sounds as tough and ballsy as Yakuza Girls, with Jimmy Barnes howling about he's, how he's standing in the sun smoking a cigarette with no plans. It's a slacker anthem for these financially troubled times. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is something we've talked about a lot is mm. about how one of their strengths is that balls to the wall album yes. opener. Yep. And this is. Hey, uh, would you. It's almost the most balls to the wall of all. Would of you them. call it a cum thumper? It is a cum thumper. Straight into it. Straight so in. So first one, I believe that they've dropped the the fuck bomb as well. Yeah. They dropped it a the couple times. Bomb. Yes, the fuck bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this the, is this the first time that there's. A, a swear on a on an actual album, not on the li- obviously I th- live. I feel like may- maybe. Where's uh Luke Chilts? Well, yeah, our, we need a fact uh, checker. On a, unofficial fi- official fact checker, please confirm. Uh, the review goes on to say the album is crammed full of Don Walker's finest songs, not least of which are the mid-paced "Everybody," the mercilessly stick in a fork in, <laughs> the mercilessly stick that. Oh my god, that. Mer- Everybody that mercilessly sticks a fork in the me generation with the lines, everybody wants to be an individual, all I want all I want to be is idiot free and out of here with you. I don't know if that's necessarily sticking the fork in any generation. I think that's just... It's ev- very... Yeah, it's very... All right, mate. All right. What's his name? Okay. Pervis. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pervert. Okay, Boomer. 
Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. I said a thing that people were saying like a month oh, ago. Cancelled. That well, I think that meme's probably being... Uh, cancelled? Well, cancelled. Not necessarily cancelled, but I think it's out of date now. Yeah, but I mean, aren't we? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So That's how gonna, you know. We're going to play it to death. Okay. Speaking of playing things to death, oh. <laughs> what's that coming over the hill? Oh, my God. Could it be? <laughs> I think... Oh, <laughs> oh he's already <laughs> quick here. Quick arrival. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy. Oh. Yep, still not over it. <laughs> still not over it. I still want to make up my ringtone. Uh, Alarm clock in the morning. Oh, my God, Jimmy's coming. Oh. <laughs> I think everybody's great. Did, did it rem- Do you into Leonard Cohen at all? It reminds no. me a lot of a... Well, there's a Leonard Cohen song that uh, follows a similar sort of lyrical yeah, structure to that. wants to be uh, famous. Which I'm blanking on right now. Uh Everybody, everybody knows. Mm. So the everybody, everybody knows. It's it's it, everybody, everybody, everybody. It goes. Uh, everybody knows. It opens with everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. So it's a similar sort of thing. This yeah. one instead is. It's. Everybody I mean, it's cynical in a different way, but it's something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe it's not at all that similar, but it re- somehow it reminded me of it. All of the everybody's. Uh, everybody, the review goes everybody, on. Everybody, everybody, Yeah, obviously, uh, Amos. What was her name? Vanessa Amorosi. Va- Vanessa. Dang. Amos Arossi. <laughs> <laughs> the review goes on to say, Barnes's tortured larynx is in great shape on the piano-led Rev Head Gem. HQ 454 Monroe. That is the best sentence I think we've read. It's almost, interesting. I was almost. a bit. I had a different review pulled up, but it it bagged out that song. I'm like, I'm oh, not reading this review. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, the the soulful stomper dead and laid to rest, and the hymn to wide open spaces. I got to get back on the road, but it's the sentimental blue collar love song, all for you, where he truly excels. His vocal histronics. Take a back seat to the strong melody and winding lead guitar of Ian Moss. It's a surefire chisel classic in the same mold as Flame Trees and Choir Girl. Wow. If their barnstorming national Nitro tour proved that Australia's favourite pub rock band has lost none of its onstage potency, then No Plans confirms that Chisel's considerable studio skills remain sharp. Nice. I think that's I think I think that's a it's a pretty Good review. Pretty yeah, sums it up pretty, pretty well. Pretty positive. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How did you feel about the CD? I guess we can, we'll talk about that after. Maybe should we do track by track first and then yeah, let's go through know, it. we can talk about our thoughts. People will probably be surprised to find that I, I like this album. <laughs> that is very unlike you thus far in the uh, I've liked season. them all at, on, some, on different, <laughs> levels, different levels, admittedly, but I have liked them all. The opening track, though, like we were saying, 100% cum thumper straight out of the gate. Yep. And their biggest, uh, probably their their most 
uh, ballsy opening track since Circus Animals Ooh. in 1980. Accurate. 82. Accurate. Because after agree. that, it was there was that sort of disco-y. Oh, and then. Well, that one will just never speak of. And then, <laughs> well, you know, it grew on me a little bit. But, yeah, mm. it's still not my favourite opening mm. track. And then on um, The Last Wave of Summer, there was sort of like a slower, swampier sort of opening. Yeah. Which I loved, but. Just not not in the there. usual come thumping opener. Which I also kind of like mucking with the formula. I don't. You don't? You wanna... no, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> yeah, paint by numbers yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, anyway, this is it. No plans. I'm standing in the sun. Gotta get to the fuck to you. Yep. Fuck you. Down, 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 down. So oh, good. Fuck, so good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good opener. I was pretty happy with that. It's a banger. Yep. It is a big banger. In for it. Then we got the next one, everybody that was just talking about. Which... I believe it might even be, have been a single. Yeah, it was, it was actually the only single released off this album. Was it? Potentially because All For You was released as a single off uh, The Greatest Hits uh, the year before. Which we'll get to right now. This is All For You. Which I, I knew at the time yeah. without having heard this album. This is the only track of the album that I knew uh, before a month ago. And it's good. Honey. That's honey if That's ever honey. I've heard it. Yeah, his, pla- his planner was the honey. Yep. Gravel right at the back. And the vibrato here. Beautiful. I love a quiver. I love a quiver. My arms are hard for what I do all day. And it's all for you. And we saw this live. Oh, and it was beautiful. Everyone sang along. Beautiful. Love it. Um, and the next track as well. Oh, just such a solid start to this oh. album. The first four tracks at also, least. Also uh, co-written by? Co-written by Troy Casser yep. Daily. Troy Casser Daily. Mr. Uh, this is HQ454 Monroe. There we go. Love that keyboard riff. Yeah, it's just riff. straight. It's so dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Is that boogie woogie? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew more terms. Between 
So good. And then he just describes a car. For those petrol heads that are into it, you'll love that. For uh, me, I don't know what it means. The oh, that went off live as well. That, That's that a did great go live. live tune. So good. Hard. When we started this, I was actually pretty nervous about these post breakup albums. Mm. I thought I thought it was going to be like a a bit of a fade out and sort of us a bit embarrassing. Well, yeah, you just don't you just don't know, but. I've been so pleasantly surprised, and it's I feel a bit stupid. Like, smashed in as hard. Why would they have been bad? The only the fact that radio doesn't play yeah bands potentially just radio doesn't play bands who are in their sixties. Sixties, yeah. That's you know for better or worse. That's just how it it is, and uh, and because I didn't catch any of the songs in that way. It's like I and the only one I did. When this came out, I would have been too hardcore for All For You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, oh, Yeah, that would have been very, like, not your style at the time. Yeah, so, and it, like, but if the track that was getting area play was No Plans or HQ454 Monroe, I would have been like, holy fuck, cold chisel. Returned with <laughs> They're rocking my pants right off. And I would, I'd be taking my pants off and dancing for some reason. And people would be like, Matt, put the pants back on. This is not how you. Matt, please. <laughs> please. Uh, track five, Dead and Laid to Rest, which I believe is Jimmy's only uh, contribution to the album, which he co-wrote with a man named Guy Davies. Do you know anything about Guy Davies? No, I was about to ask you the same thing. I, I don't. But this is another great tune. Everyone so far. This is an album I, um, I'm sort of, I'm waiting for the weak track and Sometimes I'll have a a neutral sort of track. There's not many of theirs that I dislike. And this album is very much like that for me. But so far I like like I'm not neutral on any of these, I'm into Sort of, it's almost like uh, it's gospel-y. It is a bit, yeah. Love it. Hit that Nailed note. it. He hit it nice. Uh, and they really bring it down a notch with Missing a Girl. I wrote next to this, unsure if I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I get that. It's... it's Unlike any of their tracks they've done yeah, before. Yeah, well, it's acoustic. Yeah. Which I don't think... Not this. I don't think I've ever done anything this acoustic. No. They have had acoustic tracks. And on uh, Ringside, there was a few. Yeah, but, yep, yep, yep. Uh, on studio albums, there are, like, Case uh, Ann's got acoustic, but this is stripped back to yeah, this is real almost stripped back. nothing but. Yeah, nothing but. But I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a real pretty song. It is. It's pretty. Yeah. Million people in between. Uh, then Mossy's track. The two mo- Mossy vocals, the one he wrote and one of Don's later, are both fucking sick. So this one's the one Mossy wrote too late, which I, I think is. I really so like good. this. Yeah, I, I love this is a good one. Well. This is one of my favorite songs of his. That's is it? Yeah. Big. I love the tempo change. Got the news just today. 
Um, oh yeah, I, I really like that a lot. Then we're back to another Don with I Gotta Get Back on the Road. Which... This okay. is cool. I, I, think I it's um, a cool. This is a cool. There's something real cool about this track. Right? I wrote that this could have fitted on East. Oh right, especially yeah. the drums. It's got yeah. a bit of Forever Now to it. Uh, Three, or no, Circus Animals. Well, that's it. That is interesting because this is a Charlie Drayton. Yeah. Some drumming as well. Yeah, this is cool. So, uh, there's no misses so far for me. Um, you want to hear a bit of the chorus? Or we? Yeah, skip ahead a bit. I'll be rolling the dice here. Here we go. This is... And then we've got our old flame, pretty country sort of. Feels like a country, yeah, I wrote, country bar. I wrote it's got a bit of like a dive bar yeah. about it, like a bit sleazy yeah. kind of. I really like the vibe. This day, just I like. I think it's, it's uh, getting closer to that sort of neutrally vibe, but I think this is a. Yeah, it was this, a bit. I, I feel like this this is the kind of track that could have been an all for you type single. Oh, okay, to me. okay. Yeah, this one just was a bit like, uh, yeah. you know. Which I think is what I thought of All For You at first, but I yeah. think it's in that same sort of ballpark. I think it's a yep. good song. It's a grower. But it's, it's, yeah, it's not one of my favorites. It's also a bit slower, Yeah, which might be why I'm stuck. I kind of like the sentiment. I like that possibility. Uh, then we got Summer Moon, uh, which is. Oh, this a, is the other mossy yeah, lead, isn't it? This is, I like this one this too. This is another fucking banger. This is a good. This is, again, this is like one of those songs that you can just picture yourself listening to as you're driving down the highway. Yeah. Love it. And I I was listening to this uh, driving. I was staying in Snug outside of Hobart. Yeah. And it's about half an hour driving to the city for my gigs. Yep. So I was playing this album up and back. And this one was always coming on when fitted. I was on the highway. Yes. Open road, felt real good, middle of the night. Seems very fitting. Yeah, yeah middle of the night, just sounds like where it should be. Roadkill either side of the road. <laughs> roadkill down there. They're just, it's just sleeping. Oh, thank God. Yep. I want to give this a little more time. 
Uh, yeah, so I think if I talk about if 12 is a perfect track count, this day is probably the one I'd sacrifice to. This is a 13 track album. This is the one you'd sacrifice? No, no, it's the last track you oh. stay, so. Gotcha. This one I would not. No, this one definitely stay up. Yeah. So syrupy. I like the piano in this one. Like, it's not at the forefront of the tune, but it's very filling in the noise. Yeah. Uh, so then, two final tracks. We've got The, Hori- the Horizon. This you know what a- I wrote about this one? What did you write? It sounds like the opening of an 80s family sitcom. Oh. That's interesting. Like, everyone's, like, smiling at the camera doing that little, like, hey, that's me. Yeah, I see that. This one... Um, it's funny because I I found a quote that sort of matched up with my thoughts on this. Was, it's almost like a, a Barnsley solo track, ah. even though Don wrote it. Oh, interesting. I mean, um, it's got that sort of, he's singing this next stand next to a truck. Yeah. <laughs> One of those <laughs> Don't you reckon, though? It's like they're feeling yeah. the family's having fun on the swing. <laughs> It is, it's a bright and sunny track. Right. You picture it with a swing, I picture it with a truck. <laughs> um, Maybe the truck oh, is on the swing. Let I me read know. this quote. So this is from the website maytherockbewithyou.com. Nice. And uh, he writes, The Horizon, one of my own personal favourite tracks, gets about as close as Cold Chisel are ever likely to get, sounding like a Jimmy Barnes solo track. It really does almost channel that working class man style. And I love the countryified twang in the guitar solo. <laughs> um, and then, so that brings us to the final track on the album, um, which the first time I played it was driving down that road in mm. uh, Hobart to Snug, Tasmania. Yep. And I didn't know what it was what was coming. Yep. I did know uh, that Steve passed away during the recording this album. Yep. But I did not know uh, that he sang the final track. Yeah, see, I... So that was another chill, like a real yeah, chill down the spine moment. I, um, I had read about it before I listened to it, uh, and I think I was driving home from work or uni or something, uh, and it was just like, you know, bumper to bumper, usual city traffic, uh, and it started playing, and it was like chills up the spine, goosebumps on the arms. I was like, holy shit, this is something else. Yes, uh, and... Uh, this is from um, the wiki page, a pretty good resource if you're into uh, finding out knowledge about stuff. Uh, and they write, uh, the album's closing song, I Got Things To Do, was written by Presswitch and presented to the band in the early sessions for Barnes to sing. Uh, this is a quote from Jimmy. I think somewhere in the demo process, Steve put down his own version for his own benefit or archives, or it was to show me the melodies or something like that, and we didn't think about it. The masters, and that's end quote, the masters of the recordings were given to producer Kevin Shirley to mix in the United States, and he produced a version with Presswitch performing lead vocals. The quote continues from Jimmy. Don's listening to this mix, and it sounded really good, and he thought, oh, yeah, Jimmy will start singing in a second. And the sound of Steve's voice came out, and it was one of those hair on the back of the neck standing up moments, and we all got very emotional, Barnes said. We thought, well, that's the version we should put out, and that's... That's why it ended up on the album. Yeah. So, I mean, I think of the experience I had with the song and I imagine turning it up by a thousand times for the band to hear yeah. it, not, especially Don not expecting it. Not expecting it. it would have been wild. Uh, anyway, so let's, I uh, will hear a little bit of that. 
That drum, bang. It's nice. I got things to do. I really like his vocals. Yeah, I think they're beautiful. Um, if you the lyrics are really interesting, like knowing that he found out or was diagnosed and then passed away within two weeks of each other, um, and the fact that this song was written so much, you know, pr- so much prior, so much more, so much. What am I trying to say? I don't even know. So long before. Thank you. God. Something like that. Jesus. Um, when no Don Walkers here. No, when no Don Walkers. The lyrics are really. It's almost like a goodbye song. Like right. I got things to do as in like he's leaving you kind of yeah. thing. So the like re-listening to it, like listening to the lyrics properly with that in mind, it like took it to a whole new level, which was, yeah, it was just really kind of surreal. Yeah. Thinking about it like that. Yeah, wild. I, I'll, I'm i going to read out uh, a, a Steve Presswich obituary uh, in a minute. Maybe we'll, maybe I will finish the episode with that. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, um, We'll we'll do a couple of the more the usual yes. the usual bits and pieces. That makes sense. Uh, I, and this, then we're we're going to come back to Steve at the end. I uh, again on that may the rock be with you review. Um, I thought this might be interesting to just to give um, people some more context for the album because you know they were basically they were finished obviously in the eighties. Yeah, came back uh, did a few little. They made an album, did a little tour with the a little run of shows with Ringside. Yep. And then there was another bit of a break. Um, but uh, this is from May the Rock Be With You. It says, The impetus for what ultimately led to no plans can be traced back to late 2009. As Mossy explains, quote from Mossy, an opportunity came to do the V8 Supercars concert in Sydney at the end of 2009, which at the, that stage was just going to be a one-off because we were all fairly busy with other stuff. We did that and it was a, such a great experience and we thought we're not going to get any younger and we could continue to do well and continue cold chisel if we work hard at it. So we thought, come on, let's go for it. I know I've, I've heard Don Walker talk about it and Jimmy Barnes talk about it. They all talk about that, that show. They just thought they were in the zone playing better than they ever had or yeah. as well as they ever had. Into the and they, flow state. And it just made it. them go, let's, Fuck, let's, keep, let's going. keep going with yep. this. And then as Don talked about it, after Steve's death, he said, with Steve passing away, they 
they kept talking about things. We could do it, and they always like we could. We'll, we'll do it next year. Yeah. And they started putting it off, and Steve passing made them all go. Well, you know, tomorrow we, may we never come, have, sort of thing. Yeah. So we just have to make the most of it now. Do it, and I think that's why. Since then, they've this is the first of three albums they released over the following what uh, eight years, mm. seven years, yep. which is back to it's not back to the. Frequency of Every the early year. days, but it's more frequent than a lot of bands. I mean, considering they're in their 60s. And not, they're all still doing solo it. stuff and yeah. all this other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, should we uh, go through and, and pick our – I haven't done this in, uh, uh, are you, yet. Are you unprepared? I'm unprepared. Oh, Have you got I, it I will ready lead with mine then. Great. Um, so the ones that are ruled out because they're on your oh, greatest yeah. hits uh, are – All For You and HQ454 Monroe right. were on my greatest hits and therefore HQ454 Monroe would have been five, five, on four, my <laughs> shortlist for sure if it was available. Um, but my uh, <clears throat> my two, I think, uh, are Too Late by with Ian Moss on yep. Vokes. And written by. And also written by. Um, and I got things to do with Steve. Great. It was just, it's beautiful. I think it's a really beautiful song. I think it's a very, it's a very emotional song and it's a beautiful closer to what was the final, I suppose, tribute to him. Yes. Uh, they'd both definitely be on my short list. Uh, like so many tracks on this, like I said, probably the only one that I would trim out of this if I had to would be this day. Yep. Uh, and I'm... I don't hate it. It's just like a. It feels like if the you, only if one. If you're that's, cutting it down to twelve, yeah, that one's not quite reaching the bar. Uh, so I think maybe it's just to be different, or but I think I'm going to go with two of Don's songs. Ooh, you went Annie Don, and I'm absolutely in love with Don at the moment. All over Don. <laughs> I want to go with the album opener, No Plans. Yep, and also with Summer Moon. Yeah, nice, nice. With Mossy well, on vocals. another Mossy vocal. Yeah, just to. Absolute cracker lackers, but I got things to do. Could have easily been on there because yeah. that, I mean, everything rolled up into it makes it a very yeah. It's a, one of those songs that makes me feel more stuff than I it normally feel. Makes me feel feelings, <laughs> basically. And normally I don't like that. But <laughs> no, I, 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 cold, I tell you what, the seeing them live that made me feel some feelings. That was a whole lot of feelings. Holy shit. And Mostly. actually, the come down off the fear, the natural high feelings they gave me is wild. That wild. You can get a natural high, and that natural high also has a natural has come a down. Real sad natural low <laughs> right after it. Uh, all right, well that's cool. So we've gone in different directions there. And now mm-hmm. the other thing we do is give it a rating. How cold did you rate? No plans. I uh, and I'm we we are about this for a little bit. We I should just say we've talked about it recently because we've all been. All of us, all two of us have been playing the back catalogue still and I think some of our scores are fluctuating. So we're talking about at the end of this season we might uh, recontextualise all the scores. Yep. That's not the right word. but but And probably and and rank them down. Yeah. uh, From favourite to least favourite or coldest to warmest. Coldest to warmest. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Warmest to coldest. Yeah. But how how did you see this one? Um, I'd give this... mm, Three and three and a half, maybe. Three like and it a half. was, it was pretty good. Not as good as their best, but you know, every band has those uh, peaks that they'll strive to achieve again. Um, but it wasn't. It it had a very great chance of being a boring dad rock album, and it <laughs> still came out balls to the wall. So I was pretty stoked with that. I hate how you you use dad rock. Dad rock. It's weird because like some people would just call Cold Chisel in general dad rock. I just think it's a shit term. 
And it, what what you mean as dad rock, I think, is different to me anyway. I think of like real soft, like the so, Eagles. Yeah. Oof. I hate the Eagles. Do you really? I really. I used a funny to, band to hate. I used to work at JB Hi-Fi and oh, right. one of the old mates that was in the music department would play the best, like the extended version, oh. Best of the Eagles, every single day okay, on repeat. That, that and I tough. just, as soon as I hear the opening chords to Hotel California or <laughs> yeah, Desperado or something, I just want to. Yeah, now, now that you mention it, some of those are tough listens. I just never hear them. Multiple so times a day. Yeah, okay. For like two. Right. The Greatest Hits itself took two hours to go. Oh, I'm having PTSD <laughs> thinking about it. Fucking Eagles. Amazing. The Eagles will not be played on Listen Now. I'm sorry, listeners, who considered that. They are really some yeah. suggested. put my foot down. Okay, fair enough. No, no, one I, ha- no one has suggested them, but I'm just nixing it before it gets a chance. <laughs> I do think it would be less fun to do if we both went into the band that yes. we were looking into, I reckon. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say... This is this is tough, and I I really need to. I'm I'm looking forward to going back through them all because yep. it, it's easy to do it then. For, this is a little more haphazard somehow, but I um I think I or it's tighter than last wave of summer. Yes, I agree. Uh, and I think which I gave it three, <laughs> and I, so I think it's better than that. Breakfast at Sweethearts is I gave it two, and I don't know if it quite reached that, but maybe it, it was close to it. I'm going to give it two and a half. Oh, that's not bad. I thought it's pretty a, I thought it was a, a yeah cracking album. Uh, I mean, two and a, it's basically giving it a, a high distinction if it was a university yeah, assignment, you know, exactly which I've given that. nearly all of their albums. That is correct. Some version yeah. of a distinction. I've got a bit. I've got a bit more variety in my score. <laughs> yeah, you were brutal on some of them. Yeah, what did I put as my lowest so far? So far, your lowest, I believe, was twentieth century with a six. Yeah, six that doesn't degrees. surprise me. Although I have listened to it more, it has grown on me a little bit. We will recap at the end of the season and discuss okay great so that means i think now it's time to open the letters bag to alan we have a couple of letters uh this week uh we've got one from Stephen donnelly who basically has just requested def leopard as the next season oh wow <laughs> Uh, I've always loved them. My first exposure was waking up in the middle of the night and watching a documentary on them with my dad that I almost definitely shouldn't have watched as a small child, but I was hooked ever since. These guys are 80s as hell and have a real fun story and some killer music. Yeah, that'd that'd be a fun... Short and sweet. Fun band to look into. I mean, I know Pour Some Sugar (laughs) on me and there's a couple others there. That'd be my only one, I reckon. I'm sure I know more. When I hear them, I'll know them. Yeah. Um, While you look up their Discog, which is what I'm hoping you're doing right now. Okay, I can do that. Um, We've got another email. We've got an email from Paul Mellor. Mellor? Mellor? Uh, I hope you're all well and not affected by the terrible fires. We are safe in Melbourne, but it's still pretty shite across the state of states of Victoria, New South Wales, and Adelaide. I think Queensland is getting... Oh, Adelaide, South Australia. Thank you. God. There's fires in Tasmania as well. They're pretty much across the whole country. Yeah, pretty much the whole country's on fire. We're safe where we are. Our favourite place in the world, Bright, is in danger. Yeah, the Uh, air is unbreathable at the moment as of today. Yeah, we've had hazardous air levels in for the last week, I think. Yeah, in Melbourne as well. In Melbourne only. Do you know what I heard yesterday? NASA uh, has said that the smoke has reached, I want to say, South America. And they predict that it could make its way around the entire world well, and hit back to WA. I've, uh, I've heard that's happened. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so the world is burning. So that's fun. Um, back to letters to Alan. Um, well, you're, do you want to – so pour some sugar on me 
is the big one. And mm. then Hysteria or Hysteria, which I, I know I know, but I couldn't tell you until I play a bit. So let me play a little play bit. Play a clip. Oh, yeah. Of course. They always follow up the banger in the in hair metal with a, a ballad. Can you? It sounds familiar, but can you, like... Big intro. <laughs> feeling... I don't know, I feel like... No, I don't, I thought I don't it know was if I know that. All right, what about, what about this one? Love Bites. <laughs> oh. I, I thought I was going to know more. I must know other tracks. There's just not there. Oh, this is the one I know. The other one I know. Let's Get Rocked. Which is way down there, most playlists on Spotify. Let's get, let's get, Oh, let's I do know this one. Rocked. Oh, yeah, that's got that real 80s, like, oh, skinny pop. <laughs> yeah. They, I, on, I was just, when I was on the, uh, looking up one of these music blogs before, there was a video out in the corner with Def Leppard and Poison touring together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wild times. Um, this, uh, sorry, Paul, we're coming back to your letter. He has had an idea Ooh. that I am very much about supporting. Okay. If we could get our seven listeners to get on board, it might yeah, ha- make something seven. happen. Oh. Why are you playing it down? Okay, we've got we got we got so many listeners, seven million, <laughs> seven that is, million listeners. That is impressive on a quiet day. On a quiet day, That's seven billion on a good day right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Paul has suggested prepare yourself. Um, the I've recently uh, gotten into the Listen Now podcast. Found myself listening to Cold Chisel as as one would expect. Uh, the music is really good, and I got to thinking, hmm. This would really suit a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, especially the albums in the 70s and 80s. Uh, now, bear with me because I got a crazy idea. And it is crazy, Paul, but I support it. Uh, there is a Guardians sequel in the works and in all likelihood a soundtrack to be selected. I believe with the combined power, the combined power uh, of Weekly Planet, uh, the Listen Now podcast, maybe even Do Go On, there is, uh, with all the listeners of, uh, there is every chance we could lobby James Gunn and Marvel Studios to get a Cold Chisel track on here. Oh, we got to figure out which one, though. Well, just think, the likes of K-San, Bow River, or practically any track off East would fit right into one of those movies, and rightfully so. Uh, he has also told us we should make a poll uh, to get listeners to select their favourite tracks. And he's also given us some hashtags. Hashtag Cold Chisel for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Hashtag song, insert song name here for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And uh, tag all the usual suspects in it. Uh, it's a cunning plan and one that would probably never work, but I figure it's got a far better chance than release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I'm great idea. I'm down for it. I Thanks, was... Paul, from Oldham, UK. Oh, uh, that's great. Great idea. I was thinking, Def Leppard are from the UK too. Okay. I was thinking Fun that... I was going to suggest a few, but I don't want to tamper with the process. No, I mean he's he's given us a pretty uh, he's given us an outline. Yeah, but I mean for the suggested tracks, I just don't know. I th- I feel like it's got to be slightly poppier. Thinking back to some of those songs on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, like that. Hooga chugga, hooga. Oh hooga. yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Uh, I can't stop feeling. this feeling. Um, but yeah, so that that's a it's a great suggestion. I think you should set up a poll. You should do all those things. I will do those things. 
And I'd love to make that happen. Um, and get uh, James Gunn in the – get him in the gun. Mr. Gunn, please. Um, one more um, letter that I'll read out. It's just a short one, um, and it was related to Ringside, so I realized I probably should have read it last week. Um, from Lisa Dupe. Uh Bit of a bit of a name. bit of a stab, but I'm going to cop it because it's fair. Uh, you guys talked about how you couldn't find out who did the artwork for Ringside, so I did minimal research <laughs> <laughs> and found but that's out that's what I did, <laughs> <laughs> and found out it was Martin Ritchie Sharp. He's credited in the booklet that came with the CD. Oh, okay. I also feel like I should recommend Discogs as a source for the credits. The web- website is an archive for all music and information. Oh, thank it's you like so Wikipedia, much. It's like Wikipedia, but for music. <laughs> well, I, I use Discogs a bit, but it's such a it looks like such a mess. But all right, I I I take your point. Um, I should have probably Googled a little harder. <laughs> That's so funny that it's – I love the sass dripping off that email. It's a little bit passive-aggressive, yeah. a bit passive. But I I'm, did minimal I'm, research. I imagine tongue-in-cheek, right? You're having a bit of fun. I, yeah? think, I would like to think so. Well, I'm just – But looking... also, to be fair, both of us just typed in who typed, who did this yes. and got no answers from the first two clicks on Google, But knowing so. that that's a Discogs, something you can get on Discogs, that is very handy. Good to the know liner for, notes for sure. the future. Uh, and that is Letters to Alan for the day. Oh, thank you so much for reading those out. That is fantastic. I'm on the No Plans Discogs. Yes. And it uh, – I see the – What have you – what are you looking for? What are you trying uh, to find? I mean, I already – this one we already said who did the artwork – yeah, all right, there's barcodes. It Actually, it gives you all you need, really. That's, that's quite a lot of information. Cover photography by Steve Bacon. Bacon? Bacon. Uh, <laughs> oh, like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin, six degrees six from degrees Kevin Bacon. Stephen Bacon. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, anyway, let me now read the uh, ages obituary for Steve Presswich. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll g- go out on that. And maybe I'll play a little bit more of his song to go, a uh, final song to go out. Sounds good. Stephen William Presswich, drummer, songwriter. 5th of the 3rd, 1954, born, uh, died 16th of the 1st, 2001, by Jen Jewel Brown. Steve Presswich, whose drumming and songwriting was a catalyst for the defiant spark of Australian supergroup Cold Chisel, has died at the Macquarie University Hospital at North Ride in Sydney following complex surgery on a brain tumour. He was 56. Presswitch, whose contribution was integral to the group's sound and its most melodic, radio-friendly moments, had an operation to remove a benign tumour 18 years ago. So when severe headaches began troubling him at recent band rehearsals and memory lapses returned, Presswitch recognised the symptoms that had triggered his early, earlier brain surgery. Unfortunately, this new growth was invasive and widespread. Members of the band joined his family at the hospital and held their hands that had provided their musical heartbeat together for so long as he slipped away. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. It's okay. Presswitch's musical gifts, however, survived tattooed into the consciousness of trans-Tasman baby boomers and increasing legions of their sons and daughters. Some of them either practised conjugal rites or were conceived in combi vans and the back seats of Commodores to the breakout chisel songs he wrote especially the hit singles Forever Now, which peaked at number four on the Australian charts and number two in New Zealand, and When the War Is Over, both off the 1982 album Circus Animals, which hit number one in both countries. Presswitch also co-wrote radio favourites Flame Trees from the 20th Century album with keyboard player Don Walker. 
He also joined Little River Band for two years, drumming on Playing to Win and No Rains. His two self-produced solo albums were Since You've Been Gone and Every Highway in 2000 and 2009. Presswitch's composition, When the War Is Over, has also been covered by the Little River Band, John Farnham, Cosima DeVito, a platinum number one single in 2004, Uriah <laughs> Heap, who I read they, Cold Chisel supported Uriah Heap in their very early days. Wow. And then much later on, they uh, covered their song, which is kind of cool. Something for Kate also covered it and John Schumann and the Vagabond Crew. The son of Frida and Bill, Presswitch was born in the Beatles' hometown, Liverpool, the eldest of six brothers, who he described as anti-everything punks from Liverpool. He attended Simonswood Primary and Roughwood and then West Derby Comprehensive High School. At the age of nine, he took drum lessons from his father, also a drummer and singer, who steadily gigged with the Victors at the famous Cavern and other local hotspots. The young Presswitch debuted at age 11 as a fill-in with the three Jays at the Everton Soccer Supporters Club in 1965, which is my my soccer team that I support. Really? On a very vague level uh. because Tim Cahill, an Australian legend, used to play for him. Um, that gig earned him two pounds towards his first kit and a story in the local paper, which I've got a cutout of at home in a book at home. Oh, my God. It's really cute. Um, and it, it ends with basically you can contact his dad for any any drumming requests. Really? And it has his, like, home address and stuff. Different wow. time. He dropped out of school at age 15 and took unskilled jobs before joining the folk rockers Sandy in 1970. In 1971, the family migrated to Australia and the 17-year-old found himself tipped into South Australia's hard-bitten British immigrant cultural melting pot in the satellite town of Elizabeth. First, he joined the three-piece band Ice, then bass player Les Kashmirik, invited him to jam with guitarist Ian Moss, singer Jimmy Barnes, and keyboardist Walker. That's something I don't know how much we talked about at the start, but it was Les, the initial bass player, who brought the band together. Yeah. Which is interesting. Press switches enormous versatility, shifting from cutthroat rock to laid-back jazz blues in a snare beat impressed. The band, briefly called Orange, became Cold Chisel. Phil Small replaced... <laughs> Kajumeric. I I, how never, have I we've never not figured it been out. able to... Anyway, Cold Chisel has sold more than 5 million albums and DVDs and has been responsible for many of the best live rock shows Australians have ever seen, uh, most stretching for more than three hours. Every gig was a punishing, athletic, emotional and a mental feat. Following back problems, Presswitch left the band in June 1983 but rejoined for the last stand tour later that year and further outings. After recent live shows, the band, filled with optimism and a sense of happiness was gearing up for further recordings. Their plans are now in limbo. I've known Steve for 40 years, said an emotional Barnes, and in that 40 years there's been many times when we wanted to kill each other and many times when we'd laugh hysterically with each other and laugh hysterically at each other. Me and Steve were always the most volatile and also, I think, the closest. Probably had the most in common. We'd laugh at the same things at the same time. My kids have grown up with Steve. He was part of the family. Barnes, who was due on stage in the Victorian countryside when Presswitch died, made a point of singing When the War is Over in Flame Trees. We exchanged some texts as he was going in for the operation. My last words were, I love you, Steve, and I feel that I'm a better person for knowing you. Jeez Louise, that's, uh, if you're going to leave it on a last text, that's, that's, a, I'm glad he not the worst. got that out. 
uh, as I'm with all the Chisel boys, he sent me back. God bless. He is survived by his parents, Frida and Bill, two children with former wife Joanne Thompson, daughter Melody and son Vaughan, his fiancée Victoria Berardi, brothers Laurie, Bill, Tim and Simon, and nine nieces and nephews. Another brother, Dave, died last year. And then there's just a little byline for the writer of that uh, obituary, Jen Jill Brown, was the partner of Don Walker for six and a half years in the mid-1980s. So she's obviously... Well connected to the band as well. Yeah. Holy moly. Um, that is emotional. Mm. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, we've got two further albums to come in the next couple of weeks, which I'm really looking forward to getting into as well because I've been listening to them a bit. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll uh, be back to talk to you about those next week. But until then, as we always say, I'll, I will play out a little bit more of uh, of, of Steve's song, to close out the show, but as we always say... Goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.